young guys out starting churches. And uh, they got all excited when I explained to them this. Uh, they're ready. One guy says, boy, I'm not, I not only want to do that, I want to teach all the people in our church to do that. Um, one, uh, one lady in a recent event I was at said, you know, this is so simple. Uh, I think I, I'll, it'll really challenge me to do it because it's so easy. You know, all you do is write it down, read it back to God. Um, in the morning, I, uh, it's the first thing I do in the morning. I get up and I look at my watch. and That could be any time, by the way. It's a little bit erratic. <laughs> Some of you people don't have to have a schedule like that. Uh, it's a little bit erratic. It could be uh, 5.30. No, I'm just kidding. It's never 5.30. Uh, whatever time it is, I write it on there, and then I begin to do my prayer time. And then when I'm finished, I, I set a time, I record the time, and I increase the time. I want to know if I have kept my appointment with God. Uh, I am disappointed if I miss my appointment with God. And the only way I know how to do it is uh, before everybody else gets their appointment with me. Uh, and uh, if I give him the first, you know, we talk about in our church, you know, giving God the first of our, you know, our income, that's called the tithe, off the top. And everybody, not everybody, a lot of people go, yeah. Uh, you know, giving, uh, giving God our time off the top is the best way because the Bible says in Matthew 6:33, seek what? First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So, uh, so I do that uh, first thing in the morning, but I do it at other times also. Uh, if you brought your Bible, turn with me uh, to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms is right in the center of the book. If you pull out the red Bible, they're right there in front of you and kind of look at it and open it in the center, you'll find it. That's one way to find a book of Psalms. Uh, Psalm 55, uh, verse 17 is a verse that here a while back I memorized because I, I wanted to follow the example of this psalm. Psalm 55, uh, 17 says, who has it? Everybody got it? You got it, Rick, back there? Richard? Stand up and read it. I want to hear I want to hear it in the English dialect. Very good. Uh, this was the practice of the ancient Jewish world. Evening. Their day started in the evening. Morning and at noon I will pray and cry aloud, and what will happen? And the Lord will hear my voice. Uh, for many years, I, I just made a major issue of meeting with the Lord in the morning. And then I decided that, uh, you know, I need to do better than that. My goodness. You know, the, the Jewish nation did that. And I, I'm saved by grace. And they didn't know anything about that. I have the incredible knowledge of salvation and the ministry of the Holy Spirit inside of me. And so uh, I went on to this, and I said, Lord, I want to meet you in the morning. 
and then again at noon, and then again in the evening. And after I got that down, I said to myself, you know, that's just not enough for me. Uh, I want to pass that up. And so now I've added, uh, I don't know where you put this, like midnight somewhere in there. Evening, morning, and noon, and midnight. Something like that. And so uh, I've told you before that I have my, my cell phone alarm. It goes off at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And not always am I able to, uh, you know, you're in a situation, you can't do it. You know, you're in a meeting or you're in some kind of awkward situation. Uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 8 o'clock at night. I changed it because I had such a struggle with Hannity and Combs because it was at 9. I had it at 9. It was too much temptation. I, I messed up a few times, and so I had to put it earlier. I, I can't miss Sean Hannity. You know, that would be like a, an awful thing. Um, and so I've set it at 8. Uh, but then when I finally get to bed, and that's, uh, that's a variety of different times, I... I, I meet the Lord once again, and I meet Him uh, in the morning to do acts, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. That's my morning time. The rest of the time, at 2 o'clock, 8 o'clock, and 11 or 11.30, it's only praise. But most of my hour in the morning with the Lord is praise rather than confession. In fact, if I do an hour in the morning, 30 minutes will be praise. Um, and, uh, you know, I just find that, that uh, I enjoy that a whole lot. And so if I do a half hour of praise in the morning and I do a little bit of praise at 2 o'clock and a little bit of praise at 8 o'clock and a little bit of praise at 11 o'clock, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm starting to get in the groove a little bit. And I think the verse that really prompted me uh, to want to do that is John 4.23. So let's turn over there, okay? You can find that one, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You know, I notice in the church when I announce a verse in the Old Testament, I get this blank look from everybody. It's like, and you know, I don't feel bad about that because I've been to meetings and somebody would say turn to something and I, I do the same blank stare. Where on earth is that? Uh, John chapter 4. Uh, I'm just uh, here to talk to you a few weeks, and this probably won't last too much longer, uh, to inspire you, uh, to, uh, to give you a few ideas about prayer. Jesus is talking here in John chapter 4 to the woman at the well, and in verse uh, 23 he says this, But the hour is coming, and now is when true worshipers... Now, we all want to be true worshipers, don't we? We just don't want to be pretend worshipers. We just don't want to be church people, people who come to church to fill in time, to look good, just to do our duty. Uh, true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Uh, I love that little word, seeking, there. That blows my mind. God is looking for genuine worshipers. That's his business. Now, first of all, remember Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Now, you know, remember when, do you remember when you were running from God? How many people remember when you were running from God? Raise your hand. Real high, okay. 
And, and you were pretty good, elusive, right? I mean, God would like get you cornered and then you'd squeeze out of it. And then, uh, and then you'd run some more and he'd get you cornered again and you'd squeeze out of it. But God kept running because that's what he does. He pursues people. Uh, it shouldn't be that way, but it is. Uh, and, so, and so that shows to us how much love and grace that God has in his heart. He, you know, I love uh, the verse, Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9. He is not willing that what? Any should perish. And so when God looks down and he sees the world perishing, he tries to stop us. And he puts all these roadblocks in front of us so that we don't perish. He puts friends in front of us and says, listen, stop. You're wrecking your life. Uh, he brings circumstances into our life, and sometimes he allows us to wreck our life, to save our life, so that we come to the place in our life that we realize, you know, life is not worth living, and uh, then we turn to him in faith. Uh, and so he, he ran after us to save us. He shouldn't have to run after us for us to worship him. Can I have an amen? You know, I mean, uh, we are saved by grace. We are declared righteous before God. We have a home in heaven and the Holy Spirit in our heart. The least we could do is seek the Lord to worship Him. And I love the word seek because, uh, it, because it's a pretty strong word. You know, it's just not like something casual. It's like say, okay, I'll worship God if mm, circumstances uh, lend itself. He says, I want you to look. Uh, I, I'm seeking people to worship me. And so what I like to do is turn that around. And uh, I looked up a bunch of verses in the Bible about seeking the Lord because that's, that's what I want to do. I, you know, I want to seek the Lord. Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. When is that? Is it tomorrow? No, we don't have the promise of tomorrow, do we? Uh, and so it's today. Seek the Lord while I may be found. That's right now. That's the only time we have. And so, uh, and so we're commanded to do that. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. And we have this promise in Jeremiah 29:13. You will seek me and find me when you seek for me with all your heart. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29:13. And so, and so, you know, it sounds like whenever we're thinking about seeking something, it sounds like we're, like, like we're not going to get there. You know, we're just kind of looking for it. But Jeremiah 29:13 says, "You will seek me and find me." Wow. When you seek for me with all your heart. And so, uh, seeking God is good. Colossians 3:1 says, "Seek those things which are above." Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Well, Hebrews 11, 6 says, Without faith it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek God. Man. And so... Uh, you know, I've read these verses for years and really never came to grips with this whole idea I'm talking to you about right now, seeking the Lord. I knew we had to pray. I prayed a lot as the pastor of this church. We had a lot to pray about. We still do have a lot to pray about. 
We have calamities, you know, physical calamities, spiritual calamities, marital calamities. You name it, we have it in our church. And so, uh, and so it's my job as the pastor not only to try to deal with those things, but to include God in the whole process. And so that means I have to pray about all these things. And so, uh, but, I, but I particularly, and I said this just to give you, I, I don't say these things to, to boast or anything like that. I just say these things to be instructive to you. Uh, that, uh, that my greatest joy is praising God right now. Now, it wasn't always that way because I didn't know much about that. You know, I think my greatest joy at one time was serving God. You know, I love to serve God. I love to participate in the things of God. If somebody's doing something around the church, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'd love to be involved in everything uh, except the dinner theater. Because they've tried to make me different characters in it. You know, well, you could play this part. It only has three lines. I don't want to, I'll mess up those three lines for you. <laughs> um, so I, that's that one quali- qualification there, the dinner theater. Um, okay. Seeking the Lord. That's important. Um uh, let me just say this, and then we'll then we'll go to where we left off. Before I, I you know, I, I I write all the time, and I think that's the that has been the thing that's helped me to learn how to pray better than anything is to write it all down, because the right way to pray is to write it all down. Let's say that the right way to pray is to write it all down. And you say, listen, Pastor, if you say that one more time, I'm going to hit you right between the eyes. Uh, the right way to pray, I think that's, that helped me. That, that taught me how to pray without writing it down. But I never learned to pray without writing it down until, first of all, I prayed by writing it down. And so for many, many years, and I still do it and I like to do it, I write it all down. Uh, I just started a new, new category here. Look, see a new paper? I want to, I want to show it to you tonight. These are the people I'm going to invite to the dinner theater. And my goal is to bring ten families to the dinner theater. And I have one. I have one guy. His name is Billy Graham. I met. His name is Billy Graham. I could never. Can you imagine? I, I asked him, how would you ever live up to that? He said, it's been hard, he said. Well, I'm John the Baptist, he said. Well, yeah. Yeah, Billy Graham. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I, I, oh, I got nine families so far. And most of these people already said they'll come. I'm just praying so they don't change their mind. Uh, and so, and so, you know, I could do this on the fly, and I'll leave out half of these people and miss them. But if I write them down and I call them up and I'll, I take my okay, check, Billy Graham's coming. Uh, check, Rich from Bethel Park's coming. Uh, Bob and Loretta from Finleyville, they're coming. Uh, Bill and Ann from Bethel Park, they're coming. Fritz and Judy from Cannonsburg, they're coming. See how important this is? How can I ever figure that out if I don't write them down? I'd forget Billy Graham. I'd leave him out. And so I want to encourage you, as, as hard as it may seem right now for you to do this, I think we learn by doing. 
you know, you just can't come to a class like this and sit and say, okay, I, I'm going to do this. You can't do it. You can't figure it out like that. You have to start to do it and, uh, and let it develop in your life. And so if you will do that, uh, that will be a big help to you. Okay, remember um, we were talking to you about what, what is prayer, and we went through those things. Prayer is rebellion against the status quo. If you want everything to be the same in your spiritual life, don't pray. Don't pray. If you like your spiritual life the way it is, don't listen to me. But if you're not satisfied with it, then pray. Something will change. Uh, prayer is spiritual warfare. What is prayer? It's spiritual warfare. Number three, it's meeting power with greater power. Uh, we are called, as Amy Carmichael said, to do glorious raids into the kingdom of darkness. We live in a dark world, and you know I hate to belabor that, and I, I, I don't think I do as a pastor, because you get enough of that on the news, don't you? We live in a dark world, and it's getting darker and dark. It's incredible, isn't it? We feel like we are like overcome with evilness and wickedness in our world. Uh, and so spiritual meeting power with greater power is needed. And what we're doing really is we're not necessarily saving America. I wish we could. We're saving a few souls in America. That's what we're doing. Now, it would be great to save America, but that may never happen. Because as far as I can see, it's just getting worse and worse, but God can turn it around, couldn't he? Uh, but uh, be that as it may, we are called to save people in America. That's our calling. And, uh, you know, I think it was Josh Watts that was talking to us a few weeks ago about, uh, what's his name in Germany that was killed by Hitler? Bonhoeffer. What's his first name? Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Uh, yeah, he didn't save Germany, did he? But I'll tell you what, he won some souls in Germany to Christ. And then he lost his life. They killed him. Um, number four, it's calling the forces of heaven to battle. I love this. I hope you see angels everywhere. I do. I'm always asking God to send angels to everybody. Uh, number five, it's ministry. You might say, well, I have my ministry. I, I sing. I, I teach. Listen, we can all do that. No, I can't. But, but everybody can teach. Everybody can get up and preach. That just means open your mouth and talk a little bit. But uh, we need the power of God. A ministry is prayer. That's what opens the way for singing and preaching and teaching. Uh, I remember I told you before there was a guy in our church many years ago. He could win an argument with anybody, but he never won a soul to Christ. He would go out on visitation, and he'd come back, and he'd say, Listen, I met the Mormons tonight. I blew them away. Well, what big deal was that? You know, I wanted him to hear him say, Listen, I had two Mormons get on their, knees and accept Je on their knees and accept Jesus. He never said that. He didn't have the power of God. He didn't walk with God. It was truly a, just a academic exercise with him. He was a good debater. Uh, you can't, we can't do this in our natural strength. Uh, prayer is quality time with God. I told the guys I was in Norfolk, Virginia, Monday and Tuesday. 
I told the new church planners that, and I, I haven't even told you this. I tell them more because some of the things are so personal almost. Uh, I start out in the morning and I have a, this couch in the living room and I, and I put all my prayer materials out there. I always keep prayer materials scattered all over the place so I don't forget them. I have this couch. I sit in that couch. Here's my Bible. Uh, here's all these things, all these papers, notebooks. And I write as I pray. And I generate my to-do list in prayer. So at the end of my prayer time, I may have an eight and a half by 11 list of, of things that God wants me to react to that I've prayed about. And so I generate my to-do list in prayer. Uh, what I've been doing uh, recently is uh, after I do my, my writing routine, I, I do my list. I love a list, as you know. I give you a summer prayer list, fall prayer list, winter prayer list. <laughs> I love lists because it keeps me directed, keeps me focused. I don't forget uh, I, uh, I close about 30 minutes of that. I close the book and I walk upstairs and I go into this room and I shut the door and I lock the door and I lay down on the floor. And that's where I spend the next half hour. On the floor. In the presence of God. Um, because the things I'm praying about are so important. And the God I'm praying to is so holy that I am humbled to be in his presence. The second presidential debate, uh, Joanne thought I was, she, she didn't know where I was. And so the last two debates, I've gone upstairs to that room and locked the door and laid on the floor. Um, you know, I can't change the world, but I can't idly sit by and watch the world self-destruct. And so, uh, so I go up there um, five days a week or when I'm home, and I close that door and I lay down on that floor out before God. And I spend the next 15 minutes praising God again. 15 minutes downstairs, 15 minutes upstairs. 15 minutes writing, 15 minutes praying the scriptures that I've memorized to God. You are worthy to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist. You are the King, eternal, immortal, invisible to God, who alone is wise. Be honor and glory forever and ever. And I, I do that for 15 minutes. And after I do that, I felt like, hey, that's biblical, man. That's like what they did in the Bible. Uh, and then I do my confession time, and I, I have plenty of things to confess about. Don't say amen. But, you know, I'm determined to agree with God and to repent of my sins and to face the issues that need to change in my life. Uh, and I, and I, I'm going to have a lot of that to do all the way to the end of the road. And then I pray for my kids. I've told you this before, but we have a different group every Every Wednesday night, anyway. Uh, I pray for my kids. Uh, I, I am the watchman of my family. 
And I wanted to say more about the watchman. I think I'll save that for next week, but I have, you know, I want to look at some verses with you about that. You know, the most important guy in town was not the guy that served the hamburgers. was the watchman on the wall at night. If he slept, people could die. If he slept, the city could be taken. Uh, I look at it this way. Uh, this is my watch that I'm on right now. I, I can't fail. Could we say that together? I can't fail. I can't fail. Uh, failure is not an option. Now, all of the people that we pray for have their own free will. We can't will them into the kingdom of God. God can't, I don't think, will them into the kingdom of God. Because he's already stressed his will. He said he's not willing that any should perish. That's his will. But he's created us with our own free will. And I'll tell you, you know, we could pray for somebody until we're purple in the face. And as far as I'm concerned, they could go straight to hell. But I think it is my responsibility to do my part. To do spiritual warfare for people I'm trying to bring to Christ. I can't win the world. I have a circle of influence. That's all. I have a little circle of influence and I have to be faithful with that. And so I, I pray for my kids. Uh, I pray first, I pray for each family. I have three families, four families. Uh, I ask the Lord to expel the demon, demon forces coming against my kids. To rid the demons attacking my kids and send his angels to protect them. I pray that every day. You might say, well, you did that yesterday. I'm doing it today. This is another day. Jesus said, pray for your daily bread. That's our daily needs. So he says, I'm, I'm, I think it's a daily thing. Um, I pray that God will send them angels to protect them on the highways of Texas and Ohio and Pennsylvania. And, and I pray that God will lead them into paths of righteousness for his namesake. Uh, that's where I want God to lead them, in paths of righteousness. And then I pray for other issues that they've got going. I pray they can make a living so I don't have to feed them. Uh, I, you know, I pray for things that's going on in their life. And then at last, after the whole thing, is I, I do... Um, Sometimes the prayer of Jabez. And John called upon the Lord God of Jabez, saying, Lord, bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be upon me, that you would keep me from evil, and that I would not cause pain. And so after doing that, I just feel like, okay, I'm ready to go now. But, you know, sometimes I'm pretty tired after all that. Because I prayed for the president, I prayed for the economy. I prayed for the people that are running for office. Uh, oh, I wish I'd have brought little Colton's thing. I, maybe next week. I don't. That kid is something else, man. He's got a brain, you know that. He must have got it from his mother's side of the family. He's got this brain. He did this artwork in school, and it's. He said, "I am dogmatic," or something about politics. 
and, and it was incredible. And he had this sign. And you know, on the, on the, <laughs> you know where I'm going. Uh, you know, he had, you know, on the little funny papers, you know how they used to do a little thing like that, and they put the words in it. He had a picture of himself with this little thing, and it says, "Go McCain." <laughs> I said, "That kid, he's getting it, man." Uh, and he did that for his teacher, and his teacher. I, I, I think he got kicked out of his class for that. I thought that was cute. Train up a child the way you should go. Okay. Let's see. Uh, let's just do a few other things here. You know, I, I talked. Well, time has gone there. Uh, let, us, let us do this. Let us break up into a few groups. And we're going to do this real quickly. Remember last week we did the first half of this 8.5 by 11. Hello. Uh, I'm not going to. I did that just this week. I was speaking somewhere and my phone went off. Uh, the last time we met, we did the top part of this paper. This time we're going to do the bottom part. So find quickly three or four ladies uh, and uh, three or four guys to meet with and write some things at the bottom here. And then, uh, and then after that, we're going to pray for the country. And we have, uh, we have uh, Ken printed off some stuff, some very good things to pray for. Uh, we need to pray that all this voter fraud is somehow stopped and they don't, you know, that's... So, so here's some things we're going to pray about. Okay, let's, uh, let's break up into groups.